You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. We're back. I'm joined this fine Monday with Mr. Matt Sales and Dan Malin from Fantasy Alarm. Cover the NASCAR content over there. Uh, got some baseball stuff coming up for you guys as well. And uh, it's always the show is brought to you by Drip Drop. I don't have any Drip Drop with me, but Drip Drop RS was invented to treat dehydration in the most challenging circumstances. It's used by doctors, athletes, uh, anyone in the medical profession. It's used by firefighters. It's used by the garage guys. Literally anything and everything you need covered. If you drank a little bit too much one night, you need to drink some Drip Drop. They got you covered. All you got to do is go to www.dripdrop.com. Use promo code GarageGuys20 to get 20% off your order. Do it now. Rip it and drip it. Let's go. All right, guys. Kansas. We just wrapped up Kansas. Uh, Denny Hamlin wins again. Came down to the wire between Harvick and Hamlin. Was was this predictable? And Kez. I I guess I have to throw him in there, too. too. Harvick kind of faded. Yeah. Harvick, um, Harvick found the fate in the end. It was a little surprising considering the fact Denny hadn't finished better than 12th in the last three races coming into this one. So, um, I mean, he's always got to be considered a, a contender. Uh, I actually thought that Denny's this was going to be the race Kyle Busch put it together, and it looked like it after stage one. And then yeah, you know, KFB just – yeah, you know, just kind of floundered again in stage three, and, and what he finished like outside top twelve. Yeah, yeah, like he was eleventh. I thought I thought he was going to give himself a pep talk here with the KFB. <laughs> you got to go, you know. Kyle fucking Bush. We don't even have to right. agree exactly. here. Like, <laughs> gives himself the moniker. Answer yeah. snide, you know, snide response to what I thought was a reasonable question after Texas, like how'd you finish with a busted splitter? Finished fourth, and he goes KFB. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. He's found his mojo. He's good to go. And then no, nope. he's back. Yeah, nope, no. Not so much. It, the All Star race thing, like he he came so close to winning it, and I thought that like okay, he's finishing second. He's going to get something figured out. Texas didn't work out here. Getting the stage points, yeah, that is a big deal. But I think that the uh, the main thing is is that that he's just at this point. I think he's just like kind of thrown out the window, and he's having fun. And usually, when you see drivers in this sport get into that mentality, that's when shit really starts clicking. So we might see something come up for him. Uh, he's got to at least win one race this year. I, I can't see a year yeah, where he does it. How many races are left until the playoffs? I think seven. There's maybe what New Hampshire doubleheader at Michigan, Daytona Road Course doubleheader at Dover. We have a busy ass August. <laughs> August and, is insane. And then the Coke 400 to finish it up at Daytona. So is that seven? I guess seven races left. Roughly. I would think he would win one of those Dover races, right? He's been so good at Dover in the fall races there. I would yeah. think. I would think he would win one of those. Um, as long as it's not on a Monday, because then Martin Trex would just come out that's of nowhere. That's true. You know, if Monday one of them gets rained out, then Monday at Dover is Truex, Truex City there. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, luckily, uh, I had some of my picks over on Rotoballer. I know that you guys had y'all's content at Fantasy Alarm. Luckily, like with Denny winning, we were able to salvage a little bit. Um, I did write about Denny. I had him in some of my lines. Um, I know that we had chatted. I don't know if, how much you guys played of Denny, but I, I didn't play near enough as I should have. But luckily, I had like one or two lines where it was decent. Um, for DFS purposes, but I don't know the betting's been been pretty good for me lately. I've been I've been kind of gelling in that, so I'm just uh, just trying to put those picks out and trying to help people win some money on there. If they can get to a sports book, that's the main problem. So DK, yeah, uh, I was I was pretty close with Tyler Reddick last week. I had him winning. He finished second, obviously. I wanted uh, him to win so bad. Subs, a couple of our subs read the <clears throat> Austin Dillon write up and decided to bet on Austin Dillon, and that obviously paid off. Pretty, pretty mightily because I think they got it at plus twelve thousand five hundred last week at Texas. We had another um, sub on Fanduel take down like seventeen grand as well. Like and yeah. that was like another on Austin Dillon built lineup. But yeah, I mean tonight was weird. Uh, yeah, it was had, a weird race. I had Hamlin in my my single entry lineup for the twenty two dollar uh, contest on DK. Finished eleventh, and that one lineup kind of broke even for me on my night because my cash lineup was crap. Every other GPP lineup I had, but I was just lucky that I had this one lineup in a single entry that cracked top twenty, got my money back. But you know that race. I mean, we're just it's it's just the product of just not having practice right now and, and no qualifying. I am getting a little tired of just kind of knowing where guys are going to start and how I can kind of build my lineups before the lineups even set. So, but yeah, I won't complain about getting my money back, but. God damn, I do miss practice and qualifying. <laughs> so does yeah. KFB. <laughs> yeah, so does, yeah, exactly. And uh, and later on this episode, after we recap this, we actually uh, Drew and I got to sit and talk with Corey LaJoy. We talked to him a little bit about practice and qualifying and what that means to him and how that's kind of affecting everybody in the garage. So great interview. Uh, it's coming after our recap for sure. But um, – you know, with Brad Keselowski, he had, like, what, two really lucky wins coming in this year. I think he was a little bit loose coming towards the end of the race. I mean, him being able to finish second it is what it is. But Blaney, that's, like, the big disappointment for me this season. It's like he's constantly driving under ladders. He's just, like, getting black cats, like, imaginary ones, just crossing <laughs> them on the fucking track. Like, what's going on with this son of a bitch, man? Like, why? Like, I, Blaney, like, he was – I had him in a lot of lineups, too. I'm not going to lie. No, I, w- I was very heavy on him. Yeah. Like he's he's just looked so good at mile and a half as well. And you know the f- the first stage he looked solid. You know I think he started what fourth and he quickly got up to second. You know and then just third stage. I don't I, I had to take my dogs out at some point, so I missed the two big wrecks in stage three. I don't know what the hell happened to him, but finishing twentieth when this was a perfect setup for him, it was a mile and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, just going into the week, it was shocking. Going into the week, he was a, a bit contrarian of a play for me because his history at Kansas hasn't been great. No, it sucks. He's flashed top five <laughs> speed last year and then crashed out with a tire rub and right. whatever. But at mile and a half this year, he's been phenomenal. And I thought Chase Elliott was going to be great this week too. Cause this oh, we had him pick to win. Yeah, so did I. He was my – like we projected him to win at FA. He had three top fives in the last four races. He's won here in the past. And then lays it done. And it's yeah. like, like I just don't. And then Denny somehow figures it out again. Like, <laughs> this is Rico fucking Suave just sw- slides in. That's what I'm saying. Like, every week lately, it's like, like I'm like, okay, Harvick and Hamlin have become, like, fixtures of mine. It's like, I'm going to have bets on them. I'm going to be playing them. And, like, right there at the end of the race, you saw it. Like, Bowman and, 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 uh, and what was it, Byron, they're just Byron, sitting there yeah. and just, like, 
like sick little ducklings, just uh, I gotta get out of here. Like just here they come. Yeah, like, what happened on that last episode? Like how did their speed completely evaporated? The experience gets man. the lead with no tires and holds it for like thirty laps and then can't with new tires. Hold if he would have won this race, Matt, if he would have run this race, I was already ready to like I had to tweet draft it. I was like, Chad Canales and Jimmy Johnson are the same person, and after the seventh, they should have left. They are bad energy for this sport. That's why nothing can happen right. That's it's, that's it. If he would have yeah, won this race, did. get out. Instead, the, uh, <laughs> the reign of Jeff Gordon in the 24 car holds supreme because still nobody's won a race outside of Gordon in the 24. Right. So, Is Byron signed through uh, – Hendrick, is he is he with them next year too in the twenty four car? Is he like a free agent? I don't know That's about contracts because like half the field right now are free agents. Yeah, as far as we're aware, um, I know Bowman. Didn't they just re-sign Bowman for next year? Yeah, Bowman. Bowman will be coming back. Bowman's coming back. I'm sure Chase is coming back. He made a shit know. mistake at the end of this race. Like, I, like I'm not one to, like, start here and judge people and everything. But, like, dude, after watching him at, like, Auto Club and, like, how dominant he was earlier in the season and some of these other intermediate tracks he's been pretty good at, man, you, you can't rub a tire when you're that close to, like, having that top five, man. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I just It was interesting to watch him pick the bottom on the final restart after getting the lead because every leader had picked the outside. I mean, in fairness, he beat Byron – on the inside on when he started P2. Byron was just running an iRacing line straight up. I actually had a guy that tweeted <laughs> at me, and he told me, he said, he is literally running his iRacing line. Like, no shit. And this dude knows well, that. And I'm like. Maybe you should it. change it because it didn't. Yeah. Like it <laughs> it didn't work for him. <laughs> yeah, it did not work in real life. That's what I was tripping out about. I was like, yo, there's no way this is going to happen. But Cole Custer reigns supreme. Uh, of the of the new guys in town, it's it's got to be pretty heartbreaking for William Byron so not to have a win after Cole Custer, and and I can only imagine that Reddick's coming next. But I did have Reddick picked. Uh, he was one of my my bets that could have won this race. I mean, we saw how incredible he was last season in the thirty one for RCR. He did finish thirteenth, so I mean, you got to give him that man. He got up there, but just circling back on Elliot, dude. Everybody that I've been talking to this year, and, and you know, my my dad's a huge Chase Elliott fan. You see what I've been rolling with my whole life. And, I mean, now it's just like RCR, you know, it's it's good to see Dylan win in Texas and everything. But, you know, these drivers like Austin Dillon, Chase Elliott, Chase Elliott's kind of can be kind of considered a veteran driver at this point for Hendrick. And right. he just has not had that playoff, that hardcore strong playoff run yet, that season where he's just shown dominance. And, and I'm convinced, like – if, if something doesn't change come August, like, it's probably not going to happen for him. Yeah, we have mean, a couple road courses coming up, though, that he can take advantage of. Yeah, the road yeah. courses. Yeah, that's true, because you do have <laughs> – Get well on ovals, too, you know. Yeah, you've got the roval in, um, you know, in the playoffs, which he had that majestic uh, – you know, the tired. burnout where he just the came burnout. out like out of nowhere, just hi. Right, and he's standing on the <laughs> he's standing on the side of the car. <laughs> that was awesome. Like, how does that happen? Um, yeah, that was especially incredible. after hitting the tire barrier in turn one. He just like <laughs> memed his entire celebration. Yeah. But the, uh, I think the Daytona road course is going to be super interesting because nobody's run it. Yeah, before. nobody's getting practice on it. Nobody's either. getting practice on it. They're not allowed to run multiple. Um, you know, Kyle Busch can't go and run 
the Xfinity series there. Right. there. You have to run your series. I think Kyle Busch is the only one that has experience on it, and that was with the Rolex 24. Yeah, that's true. That's a good sign uh, <laughs> for, KB, for KFB fans. There, there's his practice. Yeah. yeah, and they're running rain tires too, which I'm pretty sure has never happened in the Cup Series, or at least not yeah. in a real long time. So, I love the Indy be... Road course with the rain oh, The Indy Road course, it. that Xfinity race was so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Like, why can't we used to run that next year that. instead of the flipping brickyard? <laughs> right. Briscoe getting that. But no, I, th- these are some of the things that I do love about this, uh, the, the, the Rona special is what I call it for 2020. Um, you know, it's literally like you're going to be able to, to take some of these changes and some of these things that more the excitement fan factor stuff, carry that in 2021. And with this road course, like I said, with Kyle Busch being the only guy that has experience on it, it was uh, it kind of fared the same way with the All Star race. You know, it was the first time it was at Bristol. Kyle Busch is one of those drivers that holds himself in a standard, probably like this guy back here. Like he thinks in his mind, he is like that guy of our generation. And so, and that's Dale Earnhardt, by the way, if anyone can't see. But um, you know, with, with this uh, being, should have given it away. Yeah, right. So that's not Austin Dillon, I promise. It's not Austin Dillon. <laughs> um, but but that's the thing you have to look at too. Is like when when you get a uh, a new race or a new track or a new configuration, whatever. Kyle's going to be one of those ones. He wants to be a pillar. You know, he wants to be able to say, "Okay, I was the first person to champion this." I mean, you look back at Indy. Look at the Brickyard with Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt Sr. Like that that race, the first Brickyard was like I, I watched that from time to time just because of this the, the factor of of like this is a first. This is history. So I think that that is something that Kyle can go after. So I probably will be playing him just because, like I said, we'll get the starting order anyway. So, but before it's it's time for the race, it'll be a weird one for DFS because it's only 65 laps. Yeah. So, because it's like the course is like 3.6 miles. Yeah. It's like playing Madden. It's like playing Madden DFS. Right. Like like the stages are going (laughs) to suck. They're going to be like 15 laps. Uh, like, what is this? I don't know. It's going to be fun to watch, though, for sure. You go after those whole whopping six and a half points on FanDuel of laps lead points. <laughs> <laughs> right. The total race. I was, uh, uh, I was looking back. At, I don't know how much you guys are talking about Michael McDowell over at FanDuel. We call him Mike Mack uh, here on our show, Garage Guys. But uh, he finished 16th tonight. Dude, Mike oh, Mack. Yeah. We, he's been the man for, like, been, the value guys. Yeah, he's been phenomenal on mile-and-a-half tracks. No, it's just been kind of weird because it's like DK is not budging his salary, if at all. Like, okay. they're slowly ticking it up, but it's just like they won't ever just, like, do a bold, like, yeah, let's just put him in the mid-7K. Yeah, but, I mean, right. all he does is just get value. All he does yeah. is move up, and he's just a value every week, and it's just so easy to play. Yeah, meanwhile, exactly. Christopher Bell, he's That's like, what I was about to say. from 11-5 <laughs> to 8-1 in like, three races. Like, <clears throat> Michael McDowell is still down there at, like, 5,900, 6,200, regardless of where he starts, regardless of hey, the fact that he's – Hell, keep it that way. spots of PD the last three races, like it's insane. They they need to keep it that way. I think that, like, whoever works at, like, DraftKings, and, like, they, they're just, like, looking at it and they're like, oh, well, he's, he's affiliated with Joe Gibbs, so he must be really, really good. And, like, maybe they think it's, like, the fifth car. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how they, they, they figure these things out, but um, – the other guy I was looking at here too was uh, was Clint Boyer being his home track. I'd really would oh. love to see him get here. He finished 14th, and he was he was bitching earlier on Twitter, you know, earlier in the week about how he just can't get a good starting spot. He's always falling in these areas. 
But, I mean, I understand it can be frustrating, but, I mean, at the end of the day, it is what it is. It's about what you got to do. And, and I don't think he has any excuse, man, because it's like these SHR cars have been on point, dude. Um, so what, what is – I mean, is it, it has to be the driving at this point. Well, I, I remember uh, something happened, like, early in the race, I think it's stage one for tonight, where he just knew, like, there was something wrong with the car. You know, and they started 19th, finished 14th. I think he got up to maybe 10th at best. But, you know, he's a guy that could get a top five here. Like, it's his home track. He obviously wants to run really well here. Um, You know, I don't think it's a case of last summer when it just he was getting bad luck every single race. You know, tonight it just kind of sucked. They had just a bad setup or something. I don't know the ins and outs. Uh, but yeah, it, it definitely sucks. I because I've Matt kind of got me into NASCAR about two years ago, and I've been dying to see a Clint Boyer win. I'm dying to see Clint Boyer to you know, just watch him celebrate for days on end on social media. I want I want to see like the Martinsville was fun. I remember the Martinsville. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he won. I brought this up on our podcast this week. I was like, by the way, this is kind of a pseudo off week for NASCAR because there's not another race for a week and a half. Yeah. So could you imagine if Boyer wins at his home track and then has a week and a half? He just party? goes on a bender. Because like two years ago, he won at Martinsville. There was an off week following that, and then he won at Michigan, and there was an off week following that one. So he was only winning. That's like Gronk. That's like Gronk Super Bowl win after like for two weeks. You know what I mean? Like that's that's that kind of a party. Yeah, so exactly. You, but I don't know. But it's it's uh it it was it, like I said. It's just one of these days. It's got to happen. I would hope to see it happen before he he ends up rolling out. But you never know. But um, like I said, seeing Joe Gibbs cars, uh, except for Kyle Busch, all inside the top five. Eric Jones, top five. Martin Truex. Denny Hamlin first, looking at those things. A um, couple more things to talk about, too, before we roll into the interview with Corey. Did want to say um, Ryan Priest did not finish last place again. Well, congratulations, Ryan. <laughs> he took a yeah. hell of a lick, though. He did. I'm glad he's safe. Like I said, I waited until I saw him get out of the car before I, I, I took my fun shot on By Twitter. Way, Wasn't really it the fourth cool. straight race that JTG Doherty finished last, though? Yes, this is the fourth uh, race, because of, all because of, of Stenhouse, where I actually – I was making line of – It was a fire. It, yeah, it was a fire. He was a good play. He was a good play. He wasn't that bad yeah, of a I play. I liked him, too, and then his car caught fire, and I'm like, oh, great. It's like great job, but but dude, he had dude the the swag that man possesses. I don't know. You see NASCAR casual say the only guy to pull off four hairstyles in the same haircut. (laughs) The dude's got the dude. Don't look look. up the tweet. It's hilarious. He's got a picture of Stenhouse, and he's got like. uh, (laughs) He needs the Kroger sponsorship on his head. He's got a a mullet going in the back. It's like nicely trimmed up here, and then there's something else going on over here. I gotta check that out. Dude's got an Adidas shoe for a hair, though. Like, he's got it rocking. I don't know how to explain it. But shout out to Stenhouse. That's, a, that's our man. Shout out to Nacho Fries. Um, and, uh, but, yeah, Ryan Priest, I, I couldn't pull myself to play him just because of that. But it came down to Ryan Priest and Corey LaJoy, and I think it's only fitting before we do roll into the interview. I do talk about Corey. Super proud of Corey. Started 31st, finished 21st. So he gained 10 spots. Um, and you'll see in the interview when you guys listen to it, he, uh, he predicted his finishing spot. He actually did better. So shout out to him for that. Um, he predicted, uh, I'll, well, I'll let the interview get there and we'll, um, you guys will see, but, um, he ended up being a really good play. Did you guys have a, a good bit of LaJoy in your lineups? Uh, a little bit of LaJoy. 
I did, uh, but then I also uh, screwed myself with playing a lot of Ryan Priest, so I wasn't as smart as you to avoid the Priest train this week. Starting 35th, I thought it was just too easy uh, not to, but a little bit of the joy. Had a ton of Ty Dillon, and that paid off because he finished 15th. Yes, yes. Ty was like the big one. talk about Daniel Suarez finishing in the top 20? I forget about him sometimes. He's like the the state of Idaho. I wrote him up, and I'm like, by the way, if you want like a contrarian cheat play, Suarez has actually moved up like seven spots a race. Well, it's because he's just avoiding all the wrecks. Okay. But, (laughs) But I mean, yeah, I I agree. Like, it's it's still value, and he's still moving up. But he finished in the top 20, so – I got a little bit of a soft spot for Daniel Suarez. I think he got a wrong, a raw end of the deal. What there. was his ownership percentage? I have to know. Do you, do you know uh, roughly? On DK in the Chrome Horn, it was seven point seven percent, which was a lot not higher bad. than I thought it would be. That was very good. It's still not bad. That's no. not bad because I mean, like Ty and Priest and Corey, they were. You know, they, they, those were your three guys. Five points or something. So he crushed value uh, on DK. But yeah. Uh, we should I just all play like, JJ. Joy is super nice too because we met him <laughs> at Daytona. We met with yeah. Joy at Daytona last year. Yeah, he's uh, a really cool guy. When Dan and I went for the Coke Zero Sugar 400, super nice dude. Um, you know, met him in the garage area, just pleasant as can be, uh, and and frankly, rooting nothing but the best for Corey LaJoy and hope he gets some better rides here coming coming his way. His Maybe not the 48, way. like he tried to slide the letter. To, uh, I'll, I mean, I'll shoot your shot slide in Hendrix DM. DMs. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, I'll slide in all the DMs DM, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he knows it, dude. There's really like he he is one of the most down to earth guys that I've met, like at the track and got to had a little bit of time to hang out with. So, um, it's it's always great to get to talk to him. But uh, but but Dan, Matt, thank you guys so much. And again, where can uh, our listeners follow you guys at? Uh, you can follow us. Obviously, our content is up at fantasyalarm.com. You can follow me on Twitter at the salesman. That's T H E S E L Z M A N. You can follow me on Twitter. Talking NASCAR, baseball, fun stuff in general. Dan and I get into food debates. Uh, nice. He's got odd tastes in food. We'll leave it that way. Yeah, that's a discussion <laughs> for another day. But you can follow me at uh, Real Dan Lanta. That's R E A L D A N L A N T A. Shout out to Hotlanta. Yeah, man. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much. And uh, Garage Fam, here is Corey LaJoy. All right, we now welcome on to the show NASCAR Cup Series driver Corey LaJoy. Corey, thanks so much for being on, man. Big chilling. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, just hanging out here before Kansas before we get going. That's it, man. So that's awesome, too. And even even before the race, that's another big deal as well. So we do a new little deal with uh, with our guests. We do uh, Drew, Chef Boys, this or that. So we're going to kick off the interview with that, get the juices flowing, and then we're going to roll into it. So I'm going to let Chef Boy take it away. Do it to it. Let's do it. All right, these are rapid fire, so they're pretty easy. I think you'll get the gist of it pretty quick here. Yeah. Uh, Jordan or LeBron? Oh, man. See, I I was a LeBron guy until that last dance documentary. That I'm, now I'm kind of on the fence. <laughs> I mean, I didn't get to see Jordan play live, really. Uh, you know, it was mid-'90s, and I was born 91. So, I was a LeBron guy, but the race is a little bit closer for me now after, after watching that doc. Yeah, I know that was probably my favorite sports documentary in Chases too. So it was a, uh, it was awesome. Um, yeah. Manning or Brady? Uh, Brady, 
Not even close. Office or Parks and Rec? Office by every uh, I mean every other TV show is inferior to The Office. So far, me and Corey are uh, are currently synced up 100. percent He's he's definitely. I don't know about I don't know about that statement. We'll talk about that later. No, no I'm, <laughs> Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec is was was what or The Office is what Parks and Rec was trying to be, but they couldn't they couldn't do it. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, we're not really doing these rapid fire because these are actually good conversations. But uh, yeah, you can't spiral. Can't. <laughs> it's coming. You can't, you can't. You can't beat Michael Scott, Michael Scott, Dwight Schrute, and uh, Jim Halpert trio. That's my favorite. That is trio. agreed. I will agree on that. All right. Fair. Um, Marvel or Star Wars? Marvel. Not a, not a Star Wars guy. Okay. Um, are you a do it myself guy or delegate and manage? Uh, I'm a do it. I'm a do it myselfer. And I think a lot of the times that's what that's what gets me in trouble sometimes. Cause I try to do something that I'm not capable of doing when I should ask probably for some help. Yeah, for sure. Uh, favorite sport to watch on TV, not counting NASCAR. Uh, I like them all fairly equally. Um, there's not one that I mean I watch football, but. I like to watch basketball, lacrosse. I mean, I don't favor. I just I appreciate the different disciplines. So I don't really like have an a answer. You're the first person to give that one. Uh, favorite sport to attend in person. Say that one more time. Sorry. Favorite sport to attend in person. Uh, probably a hockey game. I mean, the uh, the hockey is is very similar to, to racing in which. Uh, you have like the experience being at the track or at the rink is way better than watching it on TV. So hockey is, is my, is my sport to, to go to. This may come as no surprise, but you and Cole Pern had the exact same answer. <laughs> well, he's probably got a, he's probably got a damn hockey rink in his backyard. <laughs> That's what I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. saying. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Yeah. Uh, I've been to a few Preds games this past year and they were, they were incredible. It's my first time going to a hockey game. So people people turned up over some hockey. Oh, for sure. A couple more, then we're done. Um, Favorite or never mind. I already asked that Daytona or Dega. Man, they both have lots of, lots of pros. It's it's (laughs) now, if I were a fan, Dega, October Boulevard, being a race car driver, when you get introduced to the Daytona 500, it's a feeling unlike any other. I mean, it gets to, it gets the hair follicles on your arm, just straight up in the air. I mean, that place uh, when the Daytona is unlike any other when it comes to actual the the race. But go, if you're a fan wanting to go see race, go to Dega. Gotcha. I've done Dega. I have not done Daytona yet, so that's on my list. Pageantry of Daytona is like, like he's saying, it's just like the pageantry of it all. It's just next level. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, uh, it's kind of like Fenway versus the Yankee Stadium. I mean, like you got yeah. one's kind of dirty, but like it's historic, and you want to go. The other one's a little bit, a little bit proper, more so. And you know, there's there's lots of good for for both for both of them for sure. Gotcha. Uh, last three here. Best friend in the garage uh, that's, in a, that's a Cup Series driver. 
Uh, probably Logano. Um, I've known him for, I guess, 13, 14 years now. I was in his wedding, so we we still keep in good, keep in touch. So he's a uh, he's about the only one. Me and Bubba are buddies, but uh, it's hard to, it's hard to have really uh, any relationships in the garage that are deeper than surface level because you're trying to beat that guy. Shout out to Joseph L. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think Chase spent some time in his uh, pit stall when you were at Dager, right? Yeah, me, yeah, me and Joe, we, we've had a couple interactions. He's a cool guy. He is a cool guy. He's he's a normal guy. He's kind of got he kind of got slapped with that. He kind of got slapped with that silver spoon label when he came in, you know, for some of the positions he was in. But the guy's a champion. He's taking hold of the opportunities had and. You know, he's a, he's a normal guy just like us three here talking. Like Absolutely. You just need to help me put a pair of pit vipers and a mullet wig on him at Dega. I think he's got he's got to do it. Well, that's he doesn't really cut loose because ever since he <laughs> well, he's been like the next NASCAR phenom. So he's always been beating his head like this is what you have to do, this is what you have to look like, this is what you have to say. So he'll cut loose when you know, he knows there's no camera around and no, there's no strange eyeballs watching him. Uh, you know, he's not scared to cut loose, but you will not see a pair of pit vipers nor a mullet. For one, Joey doesn't have enough hair on his head to cut it into a mullet to begin with, so he's he's in bad shape in that regard. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> We're going to have to loosen him up, Chase. I feel like Joey's a We are. Little, it's got to happen. It's got to happen. We're going to do it, man, eventually, over time. With the help of Corey, maybe. Yeah. I, I try. He's a tough. He's a tough one to crack for sure. I mean, now he's got two kids. You never know. He could just throw throw in the towel with the image, and he he might he actually people might see the the uh, you know cool side of Joey more so than they normally have. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. All right, last two. This one might be the same answer as last one, but um, hypothetical scenario: you're restarting first with two laps to go. And who do you want to be next to you? Like from a competitive standpoint, who would be the most enjoyable to beat? Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin. I can't wait to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I could have guessed that answer, but I thought you might go with Joey since y'all were uh, friends. Um, and then the last question, and this one, be careful on this one. I'm not sure if you're married or not, so that's why I say be careful. Uh, blondes or brunettes? Uh, my wife is a brunette, so I will go with that. There you go. Nice Good job. Same here. One, only one dark-haired lady, the mother of my child. Absolutely. You answered it the correct way, man. She, she would be very proud of you. Great job. Very proud. That's my rapid fire. Hope you enjoyed it. I know uh, we got some more traditional questions, but oh, it's great. About all your answers, because they were uh, – you were the first person to really try to go into conversation, so I enjoyed that. Well, that probably defeated the whole point of rapid, rapid – <laughs> No, this I was mean, great. Was, we, we slowed it down. I enjoyed That's it. I like talking about. Absolutely. So you're sitting out right now getting ready for the Kansas race. Um, this race right here, I was looking over some of your stats. I know the best finish that you have here was uh, 22nd. That was in May of 2019. Um, with this year, the way that the racing's been, it's just been right off the truck, get on the track. What's been like the biggest challenge to overcome for you? Um, there's not really been – any more unseen challenges on my end you know it's I guess one thing is you got to be a little more concise with your feedback throughout the 
throughout the race to get your car if you don't fire off particularly good. But, um, you know, I, I'm probably more one of a, the technical guys that can get their car closer from when the time you unload to the end of practice. But being that we don't get that, um, you know, we got to do a little more homework back at the shop. And uh, my crew chief, Ryan Sparks, has been doing a good job bringing a pretty good baseline package every weekend. So, you know, personally, I like to see a little bit of practice, but not much because showing up race day and, and buckling up and only sweating one time instead of seven times throughout the course of the weekend, I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah, keep the weight on, man, for sure. <laughs> yep, yeah, and things are so hot, man. I can't – it's hard for me to keep weight on right now. I'm, 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 I got to eat cookout trays and all sorts of stuff just to keep – just to stay above uh, right, at, right at my optimum weight. Hell yeah, always. So with uh with Kansas, I mean it's an intermediate track. We know that much. Is there uh is there one thing about Kansas that you find unique or different than the other intermediate tracks that are out there? So it used to be my least favorite track on the schedule when they re when they repaved it. What was it twenty twelve maybe? Um, the asphalt was just super smooth. The tires they were bringing had no room for air. You know, we saw guys like Kyle Busch struggle. Well, I was right in that same boat. I, man, I did not have a feel for this place. Came here with the Xfinity car, wrecked the primary in practice. Uh, was racing for the lead in the ARCA car and, and wrecked uh, with what the other guy I was racing with. So, anytime I rolled into Kansas, I'm like, God, I hate this place. But but the, the more it gets weathered and the more it gets bumpy over there in turn three and four over the over the, the tunnel, it gets it gets some characteristics and it gets some character where uh, you can move around and that bottom lane will be good for a while. Then it'll start migrating to the top. And now that you can race multiple grooves, it's actually one of my favorite mile and a half. Nice. So <clears throat> going into this race, coming out of it, I mean, just kind of getting away from the racing in general, like you said, you've already made the statement about, you know, you're a dad now. Um, being a uh, race car driver and a dad of a, uh, of a, you have a, what a one-year-old boy or has he even made one four, yet four months four months how's that how's that treating you man a lot of work bro wait until you're good and ready to have a kid i don't know if y'all have kids or not i've got a five-year-old so I, I've, I've been there okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah you better be good and damn ready when that thing comes out to make sure you don't have anything left you don't want to do in life i'm waiting yeah man yeah, he's yeah, he, he's he's holding out. He's holding out for sure. But yeah, it's uh, I know I know on my end, um, doing you know doing garage guys and everything like that. It's been awesome to have him growing up with it all because he's trying to get him to come to races with me and stuff like that, and always just keeping him involved too. And I know that's one thing you have to look forward to is, you know, your your little guy getting older. And I'm I'm sure are you are you looking to put him in racing or is it something you're wanting to push him into or are you just going to let him do what he wants? Uh, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure my grand, my, my dad will have him on some little big wheel or something with a, some sort of battery power. But I, I mean, I think the, the landscape of racing and motorsports is going to look so much different here when, you know, in the next 18, 20 years, uh, there's no telling which direction it's going to go. So, you know, whatever, whatever it is, he wants to play sports. I played baseball all the way through, through high school and was pretty good at it. So, um, you know, if he's got something he wants to put his effort towards, I'll support it hundred percent. It doesn't really matter what it is. Absolutely, man. Uh, Corey, I got one for you. So a little bit more of the, I guess, a trendy topic or what's talked about right now on Twitter is the no qualifying and no practice. So 
uh, just your thoughts on it, where you stand and, you know, or do you not care? Maybe that's your stance. Um, well, I would like to see a little bit of practice. Just I don't want the race to be won or lost at the shop. They already are won or lost at the shop. That's the cliche saying. But at least when – if you miss it, you can come to the track and work out some bugs in a couple of practice sessions and get your splitter platform right and just, you know, do do some of the basics to get your car driving halfway decent. Um, you know, so my ideal schedule would be show up race day morning and have two 30-minute practice with like an hour break in between, not, maybe not even an hour, 30-minute practice, 30-minute break, 30-minute practice, and then your last practice would be your official lap, and that's how you essentially qualify. That's how they line you up for the race and, and get after it. Yeah, I know, absolutely. That's uh, That's been a big deal for a lot of drivers. I mean, look at, like, Kyle Busch. I think he's he's been very vocal about it on Twitter coming out and saying, you know, that's one thing that he needs. And I, I think that they're definitely going to take some things. Like, I, for, I personally feel like NASCAR is going to take some things from this year because it has been it's, – it's been kind of exciting to see the changes and how everything's kind of evolved just for the situation. So I, I can honestly see them taking some things, but I don't think that they're ever going to truly be able to get rid of practice and qualifying. Like they, and there are some people that are calling for it. But what I do love is the fact that it's like, you know, it's Thursday we're recording this right now. This is Friday's episode, but it's a Thursday and you're at a, about to hit a cup series race. And in the Wednesday night racing, come football season, man, this is could be huge for the sport. How how like much would you have to to shift things around to if, if they did move to doing more cup series races in the middle of the week? Not much. I mean, this is my this is my job. I, I work one day a week, really. Uh, I mean, granted, I do stuff, watch film and debrief and all that good stuff, simulators sometimes uh, about every other week. But generally speaking, you know, this is this is my one day a week job. So if they tell me to be somewhere at midnight on tw- uh, at Tuesday afternoon or whatever, uh, I'll be there. It doesn't it doesn't really matter to me? Um, and it's good, particularly this weekend. We have off. My br- little brother's getting married on Saturday, so it'd be cool to be be a part of that. Um, you know, and, and I think, like you said, it, out of necessity, NASCAR's had to do had had to do some things um, with scheduling just because they, there was no other options. And I think it kind of got NASCAR out of the age-old habit of, well, we've always done it this way, so we're going to keep doing it this way. Well, now when it comes to fans at the racetrack or how many days we have to be here at the track or qualifying or even practicing, you know, there's lots of things that we thought was an essential element to the show. Turns out it wasn't that essential. So I'm, I'm interested to see what NASCAR keeps uh, the way it is right now or starts adding back some of the stuff from old. Absolutely. I got a kind of a uh, unorthodox question, but a lot of what um, Chase and me do here on this podcast, there's a big element of fantasy NASCAR. And I know for me, I was, you know, growing up, I was in high school and I played all the major sports, but I, I knew nothing about NASCAR. <clears throat> and uh, about five years ago, I got into the daily fantasy stuff and made a good good bit of money and that's kind of what brought me into the sport and I've become much more than a, a fan for the from the fantasy perspective and now I just enjoy it as a sport um do you have any thoughts on you know do you do you like the fantasy aspect do you play fantasy sports or do you think that's a, a good way for NASCAR to be marketing it or maybe they need to do a better job just getting your overall think, thoughts on fantasy I think, it's, I think it's great for the sport um you know I, I don't personally play because I don't think I'm really allowed to 
I only am like allowed to bet more than like 200 bucks or something or be paid back 200 bucks. I don't really know how it works, but, um, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, you know, my, my uh, I, I like, I like looking at it. I like looking at the DraftKings stuff, you know, some, some buddies will ask me certain things, right. And I'll, you know, I'm not allowed to give away a whole lot of information, but my opinions on certain things, uh, you know, who's going to be good certain weeks. Um, if I could play, I'll tell you what, if I could play, I would, I would be in pretty good shape financially, but being that it's my job, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to, what was it? Uh, I don't want to, I don't get Pete Rose, but you know, yeah, I, yeah, there you go. I'll, I'll worry about some that. MJ finagling, yeah. you know, when you get, when you get those questions, you need to just refer them to us. Yeah. There we go. All right. <laughs> you just hit us up on the Dello. Um, the Hamlin thing, we had to bring it up. It was fun. I love the fact that you straight up called that man Dennis because, like, <laughs> I don't know how big or popular that is, like, in the garage area or what. But, like, I literally just call that dude Dennis in my articles half the time on Rotoballer just because. And then to see you do that was epic. So, I mean, your, your whole deal about it, though, about, like, the car and, like, the, the money that goes into the car, I mean, I see your side of it, like, 100%. And for somebody to sit there and say, like, like I would love to, to honestly see you guys do a car swap and see what happens. I really would. So, I mean, like, like how has it been in the garage with him? Well, we don't see each other a whole lot. I, I mean, I don't really don't see anybody. I mean, I literally just sit in my car, then we go. I go change, then I'll go buckle up. So, I mean, we're not friends. I'm not going over there and playing basketball, drinking cold beer with him anytime soon. I mean, we're on – two different pages. He's, you know, doing his thing. I'm trying to do mine, but he, uh, you know, he, he has no clue the, the grind that goes on when you don't have the, the stuff to work with like he does his whole career. You know, not saying that he hasn't worked for it and earned the position he's at, but to, uh, to not really understand, you know, I, I told him when we had our little meeting there, it's like, you wouldn't last two weeks doing what I do for the amount of money I get paid. He would he would take his ball and he would go home because it's not – a lot of weeks it's not fun. A lot of weeks you have to take a 30th place car and figure out how to go run 27th with it. When when he unloads and doesn't have a race winning car, he's, he's hoping it blows up and riding around and he packs it in and quits on his guys. So, um, you know, I, that's just that's, – that's what it is. We're – you know, I'm down for a rivalry, but at the end of the day, he's still driving a Gibbs car, and I'm in, you know, I'm in a 28th place car. So there's not a whole lot of sense of holding on to something that's, uh, you know, he, he has the capabilities of beating me each and every week. Um, you know, the last couple of weeks, we, we beat him at Martinsville. We beat him last week at Texas. So anytime the 11 finishes behind the 32, don't, don't, don't be surprised. I mean, I, I'm a pretty happy camper. Oh, yeah, you're going to be having a field day, man. No, we, we're with you, though, man. And, like, uh, you know, we were talking about it, the, the fantasy aspect and everything. I actually wrote about you this week on Rotoballer. I got you in a lot of lineups. I'm wishing for the best. And I'm sending nothing but good Zoom energy over the airwaves right now. It's on its way to you, man. All right, so take it. Soak in it. Bask in it. We're going to make it happen. But, um, Corey, thanks so much, man, for being on the show. We appreciate it. Best of luck out there. And, um, again, this airs on Friday, so we might as well just go ahead and do this right now. All right, we're in the we're in the we just we're in the future right now. The race is over, Corey. How is this race, man? How do you feel about it? 
Went well. I mean, I've been telling everybody all week that I think we're going to finish 23rd. So, if we, we'll we see. We'll see if I uh, jumped in my DeLorean and <laughs> went to the future and did this podcast and told you exactly where I finished. So, starting 31st, I think we're going to end up 23rd. So, we'll see. Maybe we can – maybe some guys will wreck and we'll be a little better. But right now, I just got a, got a feeling, man, 23rd. All right, well, that's great because I've already tweeted on Twitter. You go look at my Twitter account. I've already tweeted the DeLorean. I was like, I got to go to the future. I'll be back. So this is what I was going to the future for. So it happened. Perfect. All right. Perfect. All right, brother. Thanks so much for being on. We appreciate you. Yep. For sure. sure. It's the Garage Guys. 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 It's the Garage Guys.